This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. From day two of the Iowa State Fair, I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. It is WASDE Report Day. Matt, what are we looking at heading into today's trade? Well, you know, there's no question that uh, this is a big report. August was always the first month that they got in the field previously. But, you know, back in 2019, they stopped with the objective yield data. Uh, you know, they don't get out in the field. Quite frankly, what they do is they just do a farmer survey, first of all. And second of all, they use thermal imaging and uh, data, satellite imagery, you name it, to try to get a handle on what the crop size might be. Now, you look at how that's worked out in the past. For instance, last year, they actually went from a 179.5 in July, which is what they'd been projecting all along based upon a trend line yield, and they dropped that down to a little below 175. So that was a huge yield drop. And so a lot of folks have said, you know, the USDA is going to make small uh, re- adjustments and revisions. That wasn't necessarily the case last year. So don't uh, be too surprised if they don't take a fairly big chunk today. Uh, I don't expect the yield to go up, personally, Dustin. I, I just don't think that the yield uh, uh, conditions have been the same uh, uh, or, or the right type of environment for that. Uh, but I don't know how big of an adjustment lower right now. I'm going to say that they're probably going to be in that 175 range. You know, talked to a few farmers around here yesterday afternoon and this morning, and they're saying if they're going to be coming out with those numbers, they might want to come up to northwest Iowa and check the silage condition because that's about all it's going to be good for now anymore. Right. I know. I've... I, you know, when you get into the, I'd say the western half of Iowa, you know, there's no question that there's going to be some real nightmares compared uh, to what uh, most of the folks are used to raising. Uh, the weather has just simply not been conducive to uh, big time yields uh, this year, uh, let alone APH type yields. So, you know, when you have a state like Iowa that uh, is struggling uh, from a state yield standpoint, uh, that's going to have a major effect because uh, pretty much every year Iowa is the number one corn producing state. So, you know, I guess uh, we're going to learn more about this crop as we get into September and October. But I do think here in August uh, this year, we're going to get a pretty good handle on the fact that. It's going to be darn near impossible, in my opinion, to be able to get to that trend line 177 or above. I just don't think it's in the cards. What about soybeans? What do you think you're going to see there? That's, you know, that's a great question. We know less about the soybean crop than what we do about the corn crop. You know, because, as you know, August is the month for, for soybeans. And so, you know, you've got to ask yourself, uh, if the corn crop isn't near as good, is the soybean crop not near as good? And, and my personal thought there is that with a really good August, I think that you could have got to that 51 and a half or better. The unfortunate reality is that we just haven't had a really good August. And so it's going to be tough, in my opinion, uh, to expect that bean crop to be able to be much above 50 when it's all said and done. Now, does the USDA take that big of a bite of it out of it today? You know, I could see them going uh, from that 51 and a half they're currently projecting down to maybe like a 50 and a half. I kind of expect some sort of a yield loss there. I just don't expect them to get below 50. But again, uh, uh, nothing would surprise me on report day. You know, and last year we had such a quick uh, volatility movement there. I mean, it went up really quick, and then all of a sudden we went into a big slide there going into September. Uh, you know, so nothing's uh, you know definitely out of uh, out of possibility. Yeah, Dustin, that's a fantastic point that you just made. Uh, and I want everyone to hear this uh, loud and clear. If we have a bullish report today, that does not mean we're going up. You know, and I know that some people are going to roll their eyes. Well, of course it doesn't. But think about this. Last year, you dropped yield almost five bushel an acre 
from July to August. That's that's extremely bullish. That's like lock limit up scenario type bullish. But let me tell you what we did from the August report to the September report. We dropped almost a dollar a bushel. Uh, beans went down sub 50. They went down $2 a bushel between August report and September report. So if we get a bullish report, let's look at it as an opportunity, especially if you're in a situation where you know you've got bushels to sell and you feel confident about production. You know, let's look at it as an opportunity versus just another reason to get more bullish because uh, if history is any suggestion, a bullish report doesn't necessarily mean we're going higher. And so now taking a look at the livestock side of things, you know, I've had a lot of farmers also stopping by here looking at the numbers and saying that, you know, it's, it's sad that sometimes these livestock numbers just aren't taking advantage of the corn numbers. Well, you know, the livestock uh, numbers um, typically are going to move in, in a, a different fashion. If corn's going up, it's really hard to get, uh, you know, livestock to move higher, especially feeders, especially uh, hogs. But you know, these August hogs, you know, it looks like they're going off the board, you know, oh, good Lord, uh, 122.40 is where we closed yesterday. You know, you look at, for instance, the feeders and you've got uh, anything from about 180 on the front end, uh, you get up to 190, uh, you know, on some of your deferreds. Uh, but here's the thing, whether you're talking fats or feeders, we're seeing some liquidation in these cattle. Some cattle are having to go to market, especially in uh, the Southern Plains, uh, some of the areas that are extremely dry. I'll tell you what, Dustin, you're, you're building the situation where if two things happen, I think that the, this cattle market could be on fire this winter. And those two things are that if you keep corn prices under control, and by that, I mean, you know, no more seven and eight dollars that guys are having to feed at. If, if that happens, uh, then I think that uh, as long as the equities market stay the way that they've been lately and you've seen the Dow catch some life. Uh, then I think you could see feeder uh, fats in any way. Uh, I think you could see fats in another 20 to $30 higher. Now, uh, why do I even bring up the equities markets? Well, in the past, you could overlay an equities chart and the cattle chart, and many times they mirror each other. And a lot of that has to do with how people feel, consumer sentiment, if you will, how much money that they've got in their pocket. So I'm still pretty friendly cattle on farther out. But it is definitely going to be dependent on a couple of different items that I just suggested as to how friendly I want to get. All right, Matt. Well, a lot of great information as always. If folks want to talk marketing strategies with agmarket.net, best way for them to get in contact is how? Yep, you just said it, buddy. Agmarket.net, agmarket.app. You can find it on the App Store, the Play Store. Uh, either one of those uh, places is a good place to get all of our research our contact info, and then some of the technology that we offer to try to help folks uh, be able to manage their return on investment well. All right, Matt. Well, thanks so much for the information. We'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Have a good one, bud. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Let's run down those market numbers for you. September corn up one and a half at 630 and three quarters. December up two and three quarters at 630 and a half. September beans down two and three quarters. That's at 1517 and a half. November unchanged at 1448. Soy meal is up five dollars and fifty cents at four sixty-two. Even soy oil down twenty-six cents at sixty-nine oh four. Chicago wheat down sixteen at eight ten and a quarter. Kansas wheat is down fifteen at eight seventy-seven. Even Minneapolis wheat down fourteen and a half at nine twenty and a half. December oats up one and a quarter at four twenty-five and a quarter. October live cattle down 37 cents at 144.72. August feeders up a nickel at 180 even. August lean hogs on their last day on the board. They're a nickel lower at 122.25. Pork cutouts two cents higher at 124 even. Class three milk up three cents at 2016. 
Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us here on the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs>